Hey, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew chapter 10. I'm going to be speaking about Joseph this morning. Matthew chapter 10. Now, now, Katina, give me a word this morning that I know God's in that word. And the word this morning was, is that God's going to break loose. And some people here are going to be freed from some things. And, and I praise the Lord for that. And so let's go over to Mark, I mean Matthew chapter 10. And uh, I'm going to read uh, verses 7 and 8. And then I'm going to go to Matthew chapter 16, verses 19. Then I'm going to go to the Old Testament. In, in Matthew chapter 10, verses 7 and 8. And he, is, he has given the, the disciples the authority to go. Now here's something that's very amazing. As we know that he gave the, uh, the uh, 70 or the 72. We know that he gave them the authority to go. But this is the disciples that he gave them to go. And here's some instruction that he gave. Now here's what's so amazing to me. This actually happened and Judas was part of this. So if, if you look and you see here what Jesus is going to tell the disciples that they are to do. And Judas was part of that. You'll be able to understand his grief when he sold Jesus out. Because this right here has to let them know that he is Christ. The son of God. And so it doesn't, it doesn't really occur to Judas until after he's done the thing. And many times that's the way it is with us also. Now I'm not going to be preaching about Judas. I just want to bring that in. And listen to what Jesus said. As you go, he said, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. How many of you see that? Now watch this. The kingdom of heaven is at hand is not future tense. It's present tense. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. We're at hand right there. The kingdom of heaven is here. Now Jesus said of all prophets born of women, John the Baptist is the greatest. Now what we don't realize about John the Baptist is that John the Baptist was a priest. He was of the Levitical tribe. His daddy Zacharias was a priest. He was to fall right in line with that. And so he chose not to be like the rest of them. But he chose to go out into wilderness and preach and baptize the baptism of repentance and that Jesus Christ is coming. Okay? And Jesus said of all prophets born of women, said Jesus, he said that John the Baptist is the greatest because he preached the coming of the Lord. Now listen to this. He said, but the least, in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John the Baptist. How many of you got that? Now Jesus is saying something. He said, now the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So the kingdom of heaven is here among us. So the disciples say it to Jesus, teach us how to pray. 
And Jesus said, pray in this manner. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So when you got saved and I got saved, heaven was given to me instantly when I got saved. I die, I'm going to heaven. But the kingdom of heaven is different because God wants the kingdom of heaven to come to earth. How many of you understand that? So the kingdom of heaven comes to earth through the church, through his people. Now listen to what he says. I want you to preach. He said, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, verse 8. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse the leper. Cast out demons. Freely you receive, freely give. This is an amazing thing. My brother-in-law, who is not saved as I know that he's saved, I'm speaking that he's saved, and I just told a lady in this church concerning her grandson, speak as if he is saved when you pray for him. Speak your children who are not saved as saved and step in faith and say, I see my children saved. I see my family saved. I see them saved. So I speak into my brother-in-law, that's Nancy's brother, and I say, he is saved in the name of Jesus because we're speaking him into the kingdom of God. Now, he wants to move, or he did move, to Mexico. And I said to him, do you understand people are coming here from Mexico? What in Mexico do you want? Land. It's a corrupt nation. So he moves to Mexico. But before he moved to Mexico, he comes to Nancy and I, and he said, I'm going to give you this, this, and this. Okay? And at that time, Nancy and I wasn't going through a hard time. So he gave us a piece of property. And he said, this is how much I want for it. He said, so if you ever sell it, this is what I'd like to have for it. I said, okay, I mean, I don't have no involvement, no, no investment. And I said, okay. And so he gave me a few other things. And he moves. I, I really didn't think he moved, did you? Oh, you did? I didn't think he'd move. I said, he, 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 I said well, he'll come back. My, my wife said, he ain't coming back. So, so every, Nancy and everything with Nancy and I was okay. And then all of a sudden, a few months ago, Nancy and I went right into a skid. And we went into a financial skid that we haven't felt for a long, long time. Okay? Because God's a provider. And, and God, that's the kingdom of God. He's, he's the provider. But we decided there were some things that we wasn't going to do. We wasn't going to tell nobody because God's going to take care of it. And we're not going to gripe and complain about it. 
We're just not going to do it. And so then things are going along. And then, is it okay, Terry, if I say this about the church? We kind of went into a financial skid with the church, didn't we? Now, I'm already in a financial skid, but now Terry comes to me and says, you know, we're going to have to hold off on your paycheck. And I say, okay. Because I don't, you know, I, I said, okay. And I, really, in my heart, I'm thinking, oh, wow. <laughs> <You know? laughs> wow. But here's something that happens with, with Miss Terry and myself. Then it does with her, but her and I especially. That when, when things start to go into a little bit of a skid here financially, her and I, we just start praying, don't we? We just start praying. And, and, and i got to take care of her because she could go into an anxiety because she really cares about this church. And so my deal is I'm say, hey, don't go into anxiety. Time to pray. And here's what I tell her. I say, listen, this is not your problem. This is God's. <laughs> it's not yours. Is, is this right, Miss Terry? Is this is God's problem. Well, I need to know that myself. I think I talked with you a little bit about it. Yeah. He's sitting there, you lying, you talked with me about it a little bit. I think I, I talked with him a little bit about it. But then my brother in law calls up and he decides that he wants to buy a house. Who in the world wants to buy a house in Mexico? But he decides, boy, I hope this is not getting to him. But he buys, he buys, he wants a house. And, and, and he don't have the money to buy the house. And he said, tell Larry to sell the property. Okay. So I know how much he wants. Well, we sold the property. And we sent him his money. And we were so happy to send him his money, wasn't we? We really was. But we made some money on that too. And it brought us out of the skid. And we wound up with a new house. And we wound up with some money in the bank. And you know what all we could think about was? We just wanted to pay our tithe. Didn't we? That's, we just wanted to pay our tithe. We, we, wanted, we were running that day, wasn't we? We didn't spend on that money. We, we wanted to pay our tithe because of kingdom principles that God honors. And we came through this thing. Now, now listen to me. And not only did we come through this thing, but we came out of this thing with more than what we had when we went into it. Because of God's word. It's called the kingdom of God. And so here's what the kingdom of God consists of. He said, heal the sick. I have been given instructions this morning that I am to pray for the sick, and I'm going to do that. And I'm going to pray for the sick, and they're going to be healed. Why? Because God said so. And it isn't about who I am. And it's not about me going through everything that I've done this week. It's not about me looking to see if I crossed all, I've dotted all my I's and crossed all my T's. It's not about that. It's about the Word of God said, do it. And that's what we're going to do. Because he already told us the presence of the Lord was going to be here in a mighty way. And it started in that office. And I'm for sure it was in the back of the church. 
So he said something. Listen to what he said. This is the kingdom of God. This is the kingdom of God. What? Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leper, cast out demons. Kingdom of God. Now, run over with me to Matthew chapter 16. And then we're going to talk a little bit about Joseph. Matthew chapter 16, verse 19. Listen to what he says. Well, first of all, let me, let, me, let me read 18, because if I don't read 18, 17, 18. And Jesus answered and said to him, because Peter said, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. And he said, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, or Petros, and upon this rock Petra I will build my church, and the gates of Hades or hell shall not overpower it. Listen, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. That's the words of God. In Genesis chapter 37, we're going to start off with the young man. And his name is Joseph. And I'm going to go through this thing pretty quick with old Joseph. Do you understand that the devil is angry because God loves us? Do 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 you understand that he's fit to be tied? You don't get that. He's fit to be bound because God loves us. It's an amazing thing that he would kill every one of us. He would kill every human being on planet earth, and that's his plan, if you want to know the truth. And the only reason why he can't, because there's too many Josephs sitting in here. How many of you got that? His brothers hated him, Joseph. Now we got Joseph, and here's the interesting thing about Joseph. Write this down if you want to. The, the name Joseph means double or add two. Add two or double. Double. I looked at that. Do you know that the first son gets the double portion? The first son gets the double portion. Do you understand that Jesus is the first son and he's got the double portion? Do you understand that it says we are joint heirs with Christ as sons of God? And not only joint heirs with Christ, but heirs? We're heirs and joint heirs. We got a piece of our own pie, and then we get everything that Jesus Christ has. You don't think the devil isn't angry? How many of you know that it was Jesus Christ that spoke this world into existence? He is the creator. And when it says, and God spoke, and all of this stuff happened, it was Jesus that spoke and said, all of this happened. And that same Jesus dwells in you and I. That same Jesus who walked on this earth, healed the sick, raised the dead, and cleansed the leper. He redeemed people. He said to the woman, he said, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Isn't that totally amazing? This is what Jesus did. This is the kingdom of heaven. We got a young man and his name is Joseph. And he is full of 
Joseph. He's got gifts, but he doesn't know what to do with them. He's got gifts. Now, now you know, I, I'm the older brother. My, my, my little brother, he still talks about how I picked on him. And he tells everybody. He might have even told you. You know. But I asked him yesterday, help me do this. He said, I'll be right over. I know why he came over. Because I'll smack him upside his head again if he don't come. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. He came because he loves me. Right. Amen. And so, so, you know, but, but uh, my little brother used to get under my skin. I hope he hears this message today. And, and, and my dad loved my little brother. I, I'm hoping that he loved me. But my, but my dad put me to work early. I mean, I, I'm, I'm starting to work in the fields when I'm seven years old. I, I, I start working like a man. Get a hold of that, Noah. Well, he just he put his head down. See, you got to go through school before all that happened. So when my when my brother when my brother is seven, he's too little to work. So so my brother don't work in high school. I worked all the way through high school. Then my dad told me when I was fifteen years old, I had to go get a forty hour week job, and I did. I started working state hospital, but not my brother. Oh, no, no, no. My brother didn't have his first job until he was out of high school. And then he came to live with Nancy and I for a while. I should have just shut the door on him. I'm preaching. Don't act like you had never been there. Are you the oldest sister? Oh, okay. You, you, you're the baby. Oh, goodness. You're right there in the middle. So that's why you act the way you do. Okay, got it, got it, okay. <laughs> so, you know, I had problems with my brother growing up. And I had problems with my brother growing up because of the way my dad handled the situation. And Joseph, and, and, and Joseph was a gifted young man, but it was a way that his dad handled the situation that caused the animosity between him and his brothers because we got a young man that God's going to use in a tremendous way. But listen to this. This parent, Israel, by the way, and I thought it was kind of interesting that, that the Bible always calls Jacob, Jacob, until he's referring to the father of Joseph and he's called Israel. Isn't that amazing? We know that God changed his name to Israel, but he still wasn't used much in the Bible. It was still always called Jacob, okay? But Israel has this relationship with with Joseph and he just loves Joseph. And now he do dotes on Joseph, gives him a coat of many colors. You know, we learned that in Sunday school, right? Gives him a coat of many colors. Told him, boys, you get out there and go to work and give this kid a coat of many cups. No. No. Do you understand his brothers didn't care how gifted he was? And then Joseph walks out there with his coat of many colors that dad's given him and tells those young men they're going to bow down to him someday. That doesn't hunt. That boy put himself in harm's way. 
or his dad put him in harm's way. Anyway, things are going to happen. You know the story. You learned it in Sunday school, which we don't have. Just thought I'd throw that in. So if we want kids to learn the Bible, maybe we ought to start thinking about Sunday school. No amens? Okay, whatever. Who said that? You did? The one in the middle. All right, okay. So we have, we have Joseph. But God's got a plan for this man. And God has gifted this man. This man just don't know how to use the gifts. And the reason why he doesn't know how to use the gift is because he is not in God's perfect will yet. And when you have gifts and you're not in God's perfect will, that can be very confusing. Somebody say amen to that. So we have this boy, now he's sold into slavery because of his brothers. You see, we were sold into slavery because of our older brother. And I'm not talking about Jesus. I'm talking about Adam. Adam had us sold into slavery. And so when we were sold into slavery, we lost all authority that we had. Because now it doesn't make any difference how gifted Joseph is. Joseph is a slave. And he's a slave to the one who bought him. Everything about Joseph's life is going to change. But one thing will not change. And the thing that will not change is the gift that God put in him from the beginning. The church needs to understand that the gifts of God are irrevocable. That the ministries of God are irrevocable. Run from the ministry, but it will hunt you down one day. You can walk in God's permission. He'll let you. But in your spirit, you will know that you're not in God's perfect will. And maybe some of you are that way. But this young man is headed towards God's perfect will. He doesn't know it. But here's something that happens to him. Everywhere he goes, he finds favor. And the reason why he finds favor is because God has a directive in his life to take him where he needs him to be because God needs that man in a certain position for those people, not so much him. So here we got this slave. He finds favor. He goes to Potiphar's house. And right now he's in God's permission. He's in God's permission. And he likes it. He'd rather be in Potiphar's house than in as a slave. He'd rather be in Potiphar's house than be somewhere in the dungeons. He would rather be in Potiphar's house. And he was content in Potiphar's house. Potiphar took care of him, and understand this. Potiphar said, you know what? Just take care of everything I got. You have it all. But there was a woman with the Jezebel spirit who's alive and well in the church today. 
How many of you understand that? And that Jezebel spirit is trying to bring division in the church of God like never before. Because understand something, the kingdom of heaven consists of heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demonic spirits. That's the kingdom of heaven. And when God give us, the church, the keys of the kingdom, Listen to what he said. He said, take the keys and use those. He said, whatever you bind shall be bound. Whatever you loosen shall be loosened. He said, these are the keys to the kingdom. What is that? Deliverance, healing, and resurrection. Somebody say amen to that. That's the keys. That's what they're for. This young man now is, is, is in Potiphar's house. And some of you right now are in Potiphar's house. And you're living okay, but you're not living the way God wants you to live. It's not all that God has for you. Now, maybe you've settled on that, but that's not what God has for you. And sometimes we start to settle. We start to listen to lies. Here's the lie. Listen to me. Ananias and Sapphira listened to a lie. Here's what they had. They had all this. They said, we're going to give it to you. They didn't have to give them anything, but they made the decision to give it. And then they lied. They went right against the kingdom principles of God to be blessed. Do you understand that that's the only place in the New Testament where it shows that the Holy Spirit killed anybody? Was them because they had lied to the Holy Spirit because of that kingdom principle. Now here's what all I'm trying to get you. Some people, when they get this deal or when, when, you know, when their, their ship comes in, they say, this is what I'm going to do, this is what I'm going to do. Then don't do it. Because the world takes over. Greed takes over. Lust takes over. Different things take over. And they're content. Many people are content in their churches without seeing God raise the dead. They're content in their churches without the sick being healed. They're content in their churches without, without demonic spirits being cast out. They're content in their churches just to go to church. I'm not content with that. I don't like that. I don't want to be content in that. When I'm sick, I want to come to church and I want to be prayed for. Somebody say amen. Listen, when the devil tries to bind me, I want somebody to say, you're loosed in the name of Jesus. I want somebody to say, listen, if you'll let God use you today, he'll heal everyone that is sick. If you'll let God use you today, he'll set free everyone who is bound. If you let God use you today, the dead shall be raised. If you let God use you, somebody say amen to that. It's not pretty, people. Listen, this message is an okay message in this church because of where we're at. But this is not a good message to preach to 99% of the churches in St. Joseph. They will see us as heretics. Understand that. They'll see you as a heretic when you want to go in there and say, Hey, are people being saved in your church? Do you give altar calls for people to come and be saved? Does people have the right to be healed in your church? Do they have the right to be set free? Do you have the faith God can still raise the dead? My goodness, think about that. I listened to a guy one time, and, and he said, I just got tired of serving a God that couldn't do anything. We have a God in church today that can't do anything. A God, not the God. When the God is here, things happen. Somebody say amen to that. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. We got him. And now he's lied against. He's lied against. I, I want to go over here. I want to read this to you, if I can find it. This is about Joseph. I love this. 
So they throw Joseph in prison, right? And so Potiphar listens to a lie because this woman says that this young man tried to rape her. And so, you know, most men, they believe their wives, right? I don't know why, you know, but okay, you didn't get that, did you? Maybe I just need to leave that alone. Katina's going, let me think about that. You know, but, but, but he listened to his wife and he throws this guy in prison. Now, let's, let me show you. That don't sound like favor. I know that doesn't sound like favor to you. But in, in, in uh, Genesis chapter 39 and verse 20. So Joseph's master took him and put him into the jail, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. And he was there in the jail. So I'm, I'm looking at this and, oh, we got different kinds of prisons. We got prisons where we put the robber and the thief. We got different kinds of prisons. This prison was where the king's prisoners go to. Well, that puts just a little bit of light on something. Because what happens is Joseph has to speak to the king. And it's going to take a little while. If you would study the book of Acts, when Paul the Apostle in the ninth chapter of Acts gets saved, here's what God says about him to Ananias. He said, he is an instrument of mine to suffer. And listen to what he said. He is my instrument to speak before the kings of this world. Paul has First missionary journey, second missionary journey, third missionary journey. He is beaten with rod three times. He is cast into prison. I mean, he has everything under the sun. He has been stoned and left for dead. Everything under the sun has happened to this man. And the reason why he couldn't die when he was left for dead was because he still hasn't spoke to the kings. How many of you got that? And so now we have this ministry, first missionary journey, second missionary journey, third missionary journey, and Paul's went through every tribulation of every kind that you can think of, and yet he still keeps going. Why? And as he goes, he talks about him, his his involvement with Christ is getting greater, not weaker, and he says, I attain unto. He said, he said, I lay my past behind me, and he starts, he said, I press towards the mark of the high calling, and, and he goes on about his life, but listen, when he appeals to to Nero, he appeals to Caesar for a reason. He has not yet spoke to the kings. How many of you understand that he doesn't get to speak to the kings until we get into the 27th chapter of the book of Acts? And then he stands before Festus, he stands before Felix, he stands before King Agrippa, but he wants to speak to Caesar, who is Nero. Nero had all kinds of power. Nero, Nero was crazy. King Agrippa says of Paul says, why does he want to speak to Nero? Why did he choose to do that? Doesn't he know that he could be freed? But do you understand Paul wasn't free until he spoke to those kings? And Paul is not going to be free until he goes to heaven. 
And Paul goes through every single thing that he goes through. Listen, my friend, year, month after month, year after year. Why? Because of the fulfillment of the perfect will of God in his life had not yet brought perfection to him until he speaks to the kings. Joseph is thrown in prison. And why is Joseph thrown in prison? Because God's got a better plan. And it wasn't living in Potiphar's house, but it's talking to the king because there has to, a famine is coming and there has to be a relief. But it's amazing to me. He's thrown in the king's prison. Never saw that before. Probably saw it, never read it. Here's my, here's my deal about Joseph. Joseph, even though he doesn't understand it, he is going to learn the maturity of the Holy Spirit in that prison. God's got messages that he's going to give to him to give to other people in that prison. Potiphar was a stepping stone to perfection. What you go through is a stepping stone to perfection. The prison was the place of uh, 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 the university that God is going to teach this young man maturity and how to use these gifts. The prison is his school, is his maturity. Now listen to this. And in that prison, he meets people that he had to meet. And you're going to meet people that you have to meet. And they're going to come into your life every single day. And what God has asked you to do, you need to follow the kingdom of God. Joseph is going to be let out of prison. Here's another problem that Joseph's got. Joseph is going to do this. He's going to have to meet his brothers. I'm going to cut this message short. I'd like to preach a little bit longer, but I'm going to cut it short. Here's the greatest part of that story. He holds no animosity for Potiphar. He found favor in the prison. He holds no animosity for his brothers. He holds no animosity because he understood the perfect will of God. And here's what God showed me. People who hold animosity against people do not understand the perfect will of God in their life. That's what he showed me. He showed me this. He said, people who hold animosity against other people, he said, are not walking in my perfection. He said, if you don't walk in my perfection, he said, you'll never set with me in the kingdom. Now pay attention. Paul the Apostle teaches Ephesians. He said, we are seated with God in Christ Jesus in the heavenly places. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 6. Joseph became the second most powerful man in all of Egypt. Right? No. He became the most powerful man in all of Egypt because Pharaoh didn't want to do anything. Do you understand what kind of plan God's got for you? Would you stand with us today?
I'm going to do something this morning. Harold, come up here and put me on a song. Bring your praise and worship team up. Just bear with me. Here's what, here's what Pharaoh did. Pharaoh went up to Joseph because Joseph says, look, famine's coming. All of Joseph's dreams now are starting to be put in perspective. All of Joseph's dreams, you know, are making sense to him now. He's not a braggart no more. As a matter, he's, a matter of fact, he's got a tender heart. The Bible says he wept when he met his brothers. It's an amazing thing. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, Joseph, here's the keys of the kingdom. And Pharaoh went and sat down, and Joseph went to the head of those people and said, this is the way it's going to be. Because Pharaoh had given him the keys to his kingdom. Jesus Christ dies on the cross for your sin and my sin. He became sin, and he died. And when he died, his blood was shed, and it covered me. It covered me. And when he goes into the lower parts of the earth, the Bible says that he's in the lower parts of the earth three days and three nights. And he just utterly destroys death, hell, and the grave. And he took those keys that Adam gave him, and he took them back. And he walked up. And when he come up out of that grave, he said this, preach, heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead. That's a kingdom. That's a kingdom message. He said, preach. And he said, heal the sick, cleanse the leper, and raise the dead. And that hadn't changed, my friends. That has not changed. That's the keys. And when that starts to take place, then we're going to see revival as we've never seen before. To think that we have the power and the authority in Jesus Christ to be able to preach the gospel of the kingdom. And what is that? That God loved you and he saved you. It's good to see you, hear you this morning. Step back in that thing. Don't back up. Go forward. Preach the gospel. Listen to me. He wants you to preach. He wants you to heal the sick. He wants you to cleanse the leper and he wants you to raise the dead. That's why he died on the cross. He died on the cross that your sins might be forgiven. He died on the cross so that when God the Father looks at you and I, He sees the blood of His Son. He don't see you and I no more. The Bible says we died. And we became a new creation in Christ. The old things have passed away. And behold, all things become new. The keys. And let me tell you something.
China and the United States and Russia, they don't run this world. They don't control nothing. Let me, let me ask you a question. I know I'm lingering here. but Even if it's true about global warming, they can't do anything about it. Okay. Peter said that it was going to burn up. Right? Didn't Peter say that? Didn't Peter say, Pastor, he said it's going to burn up, right? So there must be some global warming. Okay, let's all admit there's global warming. Well, what are they going to do? Yeah, talk about it. Raise money. Raise money. So we can have all these conferences say, yep, there's global warming. But we can't do anything about it. But my friend, listen to me. Heaven controls everything. Heaven controls the earth. Heaven controls heaven. Heaven controls the stars. Heaven controls the sun. Heaven controls everything. And the one who is sitting on the throne is the head of all of it. And he controls everything. And the Bible says we are seated right next to him. And he has given us the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Somebody shout amen. Corporate revival, come. Let the presence of the Lord come. Listen to me. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, know him today. Take that step. Listen, if you've backslid, listen to me. Come up here right now. Make your peace call an election sure with God. Somebody will pray with you. We're not going to judge you. Just come up here and make it right. If you want that relationship with, with God and you to be better, you're saved, but your relationship's not better. Come up and make your relationship better. And then if you're sick, I want you to come. Because the word was given to me today that I'll lay hands on you and you'll be healed. You want to take this or I'll preach again. Boy, run up there and grab it. You see that? All right. I don't have any power as a man. But I do have power in the Holy Spirit. And God has given me the authority through his son to lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. You're sick right now or you've got problems of any kind, you come right now because the keys to the kingdom of God are in our hands today. Why do you think that he said call two or three together? Why do you say that he said forsake not the assembling of yourselves together? Why did he say walk circumspectly in this evil day redeeming the times? Why did he say these? Because, listen, we had that power right there. When did we get that power? When we give our hearts to Jesus Christ. Let's raise our hands and just worship him.